you, God, are the only one who can make something out of nothing. Science can't do it. The world can't do it. Magicians trick us into thinking they can do it. But there's only one that takes nothing and turns it into something. And that's our Father in heaven. Science tries to explain it. They are digging to determine how the universe was formed and how it was created and how the universe came into existence. But as far back as they can go and as, as far back as they could uh, discover in the things they think they find, it always has to go back to something. It has to go back to matter even if it has to be compressed into something that explodes and, and, and causes a big bang, they can't explain, well, how did all that stuff exist anyway, even if it was all compressed into something minuscule? Science can't explain that. They'll try. I, I've read articles where we, we've made something out of nothing, but when you look into the articles, what they took is they took matter and they took antimatter or they took particle and antiparticle and it kind of cancels each other out to kind of simulate nothing. But it really isn't nothing. It's something they had to bring something in in order to create. Our Father creates something out of nothing. When we feel and we get to a place where we have nothing God says, good, I could work with that. That's my favorite palette, my favorite canvas to paint on. The heavenly artist, his favorite canvas to paint on is a canvas of nothing. So if you're in a place and you feel like I just have nothing good, Adonai loves to make something out of our nothing. A philosopher once said that nature despises a vacuum, abhors a vacuum. Not our father. He sees a vacuum and he says, I could work with that. I could work with that. Because our father, our Lord, and our Messiah sees our nothing, but he doesn't see our nothing. He sees the something that he is going to create. Because we look at ourselves and we look at each other just through the, through the limits of finite time. But not our dad. He looks at us now. He looks at us back then. And he looks at us in the future when he's created the something out of the nothing that we're experiencing today. So we may just cry to him and say, I have nothing. He says, I don't see that. I see something. And I'm going to build, I'm going to create a beautiful something. A beautiful something that you cannot even ask for, hope for, imagine. It says to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above 
all we can ask, hope, think, pray, wish, imagine, think. That means think of the most awesome, the most awesome conclusion to whatever it is you're hoping for and praying for. Whatever the most awesome thing you can come up with yourself, he's got something greater, and he will create that greater out of absolutely nothing. So, Baruch Hashem. Those who have nothing, there's an expression from my rabbi in New Jersey, Rabbi Jan, he wrote a song, and he used to say, in a very Jewish way, when you're nothing, nothing can hurt you. And he got that from a pastor who ministered to him years ago. When you're nothing, nothing can hurt you. Why can nothing hurt you? There's nothing here to hurt. I have nothing. That's when his all will come into our nothing and make something out of the nothing. That's what he did in the beginning. It said in the beginning that the, the earth was tohu vavohu. Void and formless. It doesn't mean that the earth was like in this volcanic kind of state. It means that there was nothing. Formless, void. And over that formless void, he said, Yahi or let there be light. And that is how the universe leapt into existence and the light continues to expand forward. And the statement of Yehi or let there be light wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't just him saying let there be light and there was light. It will continue to expand. That light will continue to expand. It will continue to violently expand outward, conquering all darkness in its path. And only when it is complete, when all darkness is destroyed, will then God truly say, and there was light. And it is good. And that's what he says over our nothing. He creates something out of our nothing. And the world can't do it. Do you know why the, uh, the philosopher, I forget who even said that, it was Aristotle or somebody that said that nature abhors a vacuum. Anybody hear of that expression? Nature abhors a vacuum. Why? When there's like a, a vacuum, when there's a space where there's absolutely nothing, something has to come and fill it. And sometimes as humans, when we experience the vacuum, the void, the nothing, we're like, okay, we, we got to fill it quick. Adonai will fill that void. He loves a void. He loves it. It's like, oh, I could put myself right in there and nothing's going to get in my way. I don't need to compete with other gods in a, in a void of nothing. I don't need to compete with anything when we have nothing, he says. Moses saw himself as nothing but God saw something. Moses was a guy that was chicken, who couldn't speak right, didn't have any qualifications to go to Pharaoh to bring out people and then have to teach 600,000 people the Torah. 
all of it. He didn't have the qualifications. God called him up on the mountain. He went to God and said, God, I have nothing. You got the wrong guy. But our father says, no, you're not the wrong guy. I see that you see nothing in yourself. But I see somebody that's going to deliver the people and teach them all my ways. And somebody throughout all generations will be called Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher. And Moses was like, you got the wrong guy. It ain't me, little burning bush God guy. You got the wrong guy. I have nothing to offer in this situation. I'm just a runaway fugitive. But God says, no, I see the something when you see the nothing. That's how he is with every single one of us and all our experiences of nothingness. So rejoice in your nothing. He is everything. And he'll bring the everything into the nothing. Who do the disciples say I am? Yeshua asked. I don't know. Some people say you're Yochanan, John the Baptist. Some say you're a prophet. Some say you're Elijah. Who do you say I am? Simon. Shimon ben Yonah. Simon, son of Jonah. Who do you say I am? So Shimon, Simon, responded and said, Atahu Hamashiach ben Elohim Chaim. You are Messiah, son of the living God. And Yeshua said, that, wasn't, that didn't come from no human source. You didn't hear that from a teacher or anybody but from heaven. So you, little old Shimon ben Yonah, Simon, your new name is going to be The Rock, Kepha, Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my congregation, my kahila, The Rock. Peter? The Rock? Oh, Peter likes it because his name is Peter. Peter the Rock? I mean, that's a pretty good name. If I was a guy and the Lord was going to rename me, I would like to be named The Rock. It sounds like a professional wrestler. Like Don the Rock Morocco. I remember him from the 80s. The Magnificent Morocco. The rock. So Peter, Kepha, I was like, I'm the rock. I'm the rock. I'm the whiz. All right, we throw Seinfeld in whenever we can. Hey, this is the sermon about nothing. Seinfeld's a show about nothing. You're hearing now the sermon about nothing. 
Peter, the rock. Why was he called the rock? Because Yeshua saw something that wasn't there. So Peter then, oh, he tries to live up to it. Because the next statement that happens, Yeshua said, I am going to be handed into the hands of sinners and I'm going to be put to death. No way, never. I'm the rock. And I won't let that happen. He actually rebuked Yeshua. I rebuke you. Can you imagine that? He rebuked Yeshua. I rebuke you, it says Yeshua. I will not let that happen. I'm the rock. Trying to enact this thing in his own strength. Yeshua said, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block. Because when you take a rock and you put it in front of you, it becomes a stumbling block. He said, get behind me, rock. I'm going to trip over you. He was called rock not because of anything in his own strength. He He called him rock because Yeshua saw something that was not there. And when he said, I'm calling you Kepa, I'm calling you rock, it was as when his father said, let there be light. He was speaking creatively over Peter. But Peter struggled with this the whole time. Yeshua was handed over to sinners to be put to death. Whoosh, out comes the sword. Hiya! Off goes the ear. Yeshua said, what are you doing? I'm the rock. I mean, this thing's got to be fulfilled right now. You're about to die. It's got to be fulfilled now, right? He said, no, you live by the sword. You're going to die by the sword. Put that ear back on him. Never mind, I'll do it. Why? Because he's in his own strength. He was trying to be something he was not. How many times that we feel a calling from the Lord and then we feel that we have to go enact it, that we have to build this thing. You say, I'm going to make you do this. You're going to do this. Okay, then you go and try to build it in your own strength. And Adonai is saying, no, I don't need you to build it. I need you to be nothing. Because if you build it, I'm going to have to tear it down. And I will tear it down until there's nothing left. And then I will put my something into that nothing. See, we think when we accept the Lord, everything is going to be all great. But I tell you, it's a setup. Because he takes everything that we thought was something and he destroys it so he can have nothing and say, that's I can work with. I'm going to build something even greater. I so believe that we need to accept Yeshua into our hearts. When we do, we become the greatest. You become the greatest you ever. Accepting Yeshua will make you the greatest you that you can ever imagine. And that sounds awesome until you're there and you realize that in order to do that, I have to die. I didn't realize that came in the owner's manual, the driver's manual. The Rock. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Hey, you were with him, weren't you? Uh-uh, no. I don't know him. 
Oh, I think he said that. I'm done. Yeshua had to heal him of that. He denied him three times. Yeshua said, do you love me? You know I do. You had to do that three times. Now I'm going to tell you how to be a rock. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? You know I do, Lord. Tend to my sheep. And in doing so, you'll be the rock. It's got nothing to do with your machismo. Macho man. Randy Savage, another wrestler. (laughs) You want to be the rock? I'm going to show you how to be the rock. Do you love me? Yes, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Later on, he's walking around. People are so, are, are being healed so greatly. They just want his shadow to touch him. Because God built something that wasn't there to begin with. No matter how much he tried to build it in his own strength and to be all macho, bravado. So let him build something amazing in your nothing. Admit it, I have nothing. That's good. That's a good start. It's one thing I love about being a rabbi. Even here at Mishkan David, I love to see how he's going to build something out of nothing. I love it. I'm excited. The Mishkan Youth Program. Us adults have been coming up in faith for years. But I get so excited about what he's going to do. It keeps me coming back. I can't wait to see what he's going to do, what he's going to build. Adonai gave us here at Mishkan David a second floor. The first floor was fantastic, gorgeous, amazingly decorated. He gave us a second floor with a firm foundation of the first floor. You know what I'm saying? But that second floor is his to build. Oh, I can think of what it can look like. But he loves it when it's just nothing for him to build, for him to paint, for him to create. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, I don't know if I like it here. I need a place that has a much more elaborate children's program. Stick around. Stick around. I don't know what Adonai is going to do in my nothingness. Stick around. Stick around. And watch the one who is able to do way exceedingly and abundantly above. Watch him exceed 
any expectation that you have and watch him take that nothingness and turn it into something, something beautiful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's say that in Hebrew together. Adonai, Natan, Adonai, Lakach, Yehi, Shem, Adonai, Mivorach. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. In Yeshua's name. Amen.